0: Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 21st of October. Our nation has officially hit an important vaccine milestone with 70% of Australians over the age of 16 now fully vaccinated. It comes as the federal government flags vaccine booster shots could be rolled out to the general population as early as next month with aged care residents and high risk workers some of the first in line. Chief Medical Officer Paul Kelly says they're waiting for the green for the third vaccine from the TGA and ATAGI but there are already promising results coming in from overseas.
2: There are several countries now that have started on booster programs in different ways but particularly in Israel where they've, they've gone uh, very rapidly with a, a booster program for the whole population and we were able to look at the data that had come out from Israel yesterday and it very much confirms that this is safe.
0: Victoria's lockdown will end at 11.59pm tonight with the countdown on for new freedoms for millions of residents. COVID boss Jerome Weimer says he hopes people will take a responsible approach to reopening.
2: All up for people saying we're going to open up and do these amazing things at midnight. But can we just recognise we're hitting that date six days early? That's that's a phenomenal achievement of everybody who's gone out and got vaccinated. Can we all just get there sensibly and not sort
0: of, you know, crash a door down on the way in? Meantime, Melbourne commuters are being warned to brace for delays on public transport with almost 100 tram staff in isolation. A fully vaccinated driver has tested COVID positive with everyone at the depot in the city's southeast now being tested. In WA, the state government is defending its decision to introduce mandatory vaccinations for 75% of the state's workforce. Under the move, employees which are deemed high risk, including teachers, construction workers and hospitality staff will need to be fully vaccinated by the end of the year. Those who don't comply could face fines of up to $20,000 for individuals and $100,000 for employers. Premier Mark McGowan making no apologies.
2: Our rules are pretty strong, they're pretty tough, uh, but they're necessary in the circumstances we face and they're uh, comparable to what's occurred in other parts of Australia.
0: The decision, though, has been met with some anger, with hundreds yesterday protesting in Perth CBD over the mandate. Concern is growing for regional Queensland over its low vaccination rate. The number of people getting vaccinated across Queensland has dropped this week compared to last by around 2,000 a day. The Chief Health Officer Jeanette Young warning low vaccine rates could mean more targeted restrictions. If you've got a community with very low vaccination rates, then maybe one of the only strategies while people get vaccinated is to recommend to the Premier that there needs to be a lockdown in that community. And another vaccine blitz is happening this weekend with 100 Queensland schools being transformed into vaccine hubs for Super Saturday. In other news this Thursday morning, the federal government has blocked an attempt to investigate former Attorney General Christian Porter for possible contempt of parliament. Mr Porter declared last month that anonymous donors covered part of his legal fees in a defamation case against the ABC. The Morrison government yesterday voted not to refer the matter to a parliamentary probe against the advice of the House Speaker. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To WA and it's the mysterious disappearance that is baffling police and experts around the world. Six days after Cleo Smith vanished from the family tent at a remote coastal camping site, authorities still have no idea what happened to the four-year-old but have not ruled out she was abducted. Our reporter Adam Hemmings has the details from Perth
1: every single scenario is still on the table when it comes to finding out what's happened to Cleo Smith. That includes abduction from the Blowhole's campsite, which is north of Carnarvon. But so far, nothing of significance has been uncovered and police have interviewed known sex offenders in the region. We do not have any suspects in relation to this matter. Um, there are certain people we are... Um, or groups of people we are interested in. That's Inspector John Monday. Now the search will enter its sixth day this morning, and police say they'll keep looking in the area for the four-year-old until they're satisfied she's not there.
0: And to New South Wales, and two attackers are still on the run after a targeted shooting in broad daylight in Sydney's Southwest. Salim Hamzi and his father, Tufik, were yesterday found slumped in a ute in Guildford. Salim was already dead when police officers arrived, while his dad later died in hospital. Our reporter, Siobhan Caulfield, has the story from Sydney. Yeah, that's right, Tarsh. Police have described the shooting as another appalling crime in a long list of gangland-style killings. Detective Chief Superintendent Darren Bennett is concerned how this shooting might escalate the war between the Hamsey and Alamedine families.
1: It's an atrocious crime that shouldn't take place. We're worried about reprisals, we're worried about family feuds and we're also worried about drug drug and, and kidnapping turf wars and they're, they're going on in South Sydney all the time.
0: There have been four shooting deaths in just over 12 months. Police now speaking to the Hamsey family and witnesses about this latest attack as other officers search for the two people responsible. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from Switzerreport.com.au. Good morning, Peter. The US stock market has thrown off its concerns and the Dow Jones Index is now into record high territory once again.
1: That's right, Tash. Wall Street's most watched market index, the Dow, was down 5% recently with fears over the Delta surge, supply chain problems, a China property crisis, the US central bank to cut stimulus and surging inflation, which spooked investors. But US company earnings have beaten all expectations and the irrepressible Americans are buying stocks again big time. And our market is expected to be up 21 points at the opening today.
0: And, Peter, the upcoming Glasgow Climate Conference next month is having a major impact with our big miner Rio Tinto, promising to cut its carbon footprint in half by 2030.
1: Yeah, and the massive miner is putting its money where its mouth is pledging to spend $10 billion over the next nine years to reduce its carbon emissions by 50%. Helping to do that, Rio says its aluminium smelters will be run off renewable power.
0: And talking about climate change, certainly someone who is leading the way. Peter is Australian entrepreneur Mike Cannon-Brooks set to set aside $1.5 billion over the next nine years to limit global warming.
1: Huge for an individual, isn't it? So, Kenan Brooks, he founded a tech company called Atlassian, listed on the U.S. stock market and worth $100 billion. And he and his wife, Annie, have long campaigned to change climate-threatening business practices. And again, the Glasgow Climate Conference has encouraged big business to dig deep to reduce global warming. It sounds ironic, but this is only the tip of the iceberg of what business will give to make net-zero emissions happen. By 2050.
0: It is indeed. Peter, thank you. Cheers. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett. Troubling signs again for David Warner ahead of the T20 World Cup.
2: Good morning, Tash. Another failure with the bat in a warm-up match, this time out for one against India. I guess you could say that's an improvement on the Golden Duck against New Zealand. So he'll have to rely on his time in the nets in terms of getting his confidence and his eye in ahead of that T20 World Cup. Big concerns because, of course, he is at the top of the order, so he sets the tone for the rest of the innings. And the top order crumbled to three for 11 against India last night before Steve Smith saved the day. He top-scored with 57. Got a bit of help from Glenn Maxwell and Marcus Stoinis in the middle order as well dragging to a competitive total of 152 India though chased that down with ease with 13 balls to spare they are the favourites heading into this tournament Smith though says he can't fault his own preparation
0: yeah good oh, I feel like I've been hitting the ball really well haven't obviously played too many games um, with the IPL but obviously spent a lot of time in the nets working on things and getting used to the
2: conditions which has been nice and we play South Africa on Saturday night Tash
0: And also this morning, Brett, the Dolphins are in a fight with local leaders around Moreton Bay over their name who are threatening to pull millions of dollars in funding before they even enter the NRL.
2: Yeah, look, it uh, seems actually quite serious, this. Morton uh, Morton Bay's Mayor, Peter Flannery, has sprayed the new NRL team over their decision not to reference their home region, Morton Bay, in the team name. Of course, they're not going with uh, anything before the Dolphins. They're just simply known as the Dolphins. Here is the Mayor of Morton Bay.
1: It feels like we've been part of the journey up until this point that once the announcements were made, we've been forgotten about. They have a huge supporter base out there that want to get behind their own team. And without the name Morton Bay in their title, people simply won't do that.
2: legally legend Petro Sivaneseva even Peter Dutton uh, agree saying footy's built around tribalism and adding the Morton Bay reference is a no-brainer. Last week club chiefs explained the reasoning behind their decision saying they didn't want to alienate potential new fans instead aiming to have a broader appeal with a more contemporary tash
0: And Brett, AFL clubs are asking potential draftees about their vaccination status ahead of the national draft next month.
2: Yeah, it's to make sure they're ready to step in and begin pre-season training straight away and of course under Victorian rules, uh, the authorised worker rules, they need to have both jabs by the end of November. So any players drafted to a Victorian team, and there's a few of them will have to make sure that they are fully vaccinated. So that might factor in if there's a line ball call about a young player whether a team does draft them. One player we know will be drafted is Jason Horn Francis. He is expected to go with pick one in the National Draft. North Melbourne have that pick and their experienced recruiter Scott Clayton rates him as good as any pick one in his memory and that stretches back some three decades. Nick Rewalt was the top selection 21 years ago and it says it's clear that Horn Francis is their man. They must have big wraps on him to turn away. Some of the offers that they got from other clubs, Adelaide came hard with three first round picks and then Coleman Jones comes from Richmond and that's the merry go around isn't it the fallout from the top clubs you
1: lose the best players and, and a club like North get some good young
2: kids and of course Ben Simmons won't be on court for Philadelphia against New Orleans this morning in the NBA as they open their season Josh Giddy will though for Oklahoma City Thunder taken with pick six he's the son of an NBL legend in Warwick will make his debut against uh, Utah this morning so we wish him all the best Tash
0: absolutely another big day in sport thanks so much for the update Brett thanks Tash and more wild weather has lashed Australia's east coast. A hailstorm hitting northern New South Wales late yesterday, covering local streets in ice and causing widespread damage to homes and businesses. Here's Scott Dodson from Fire and Rescue New South Wales.
1: Uh, we've had everything from floodings in homes, buildings. We've had a roof collapse in a shopping centre in Tormina. We've also had people trapped in cars due to ice and also we've had a lot of wires down and trees down in the area.
0: It comes after the biggest hail on record smashed through central parts of Queensland earlier this week. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. listener